0: Hello and welcome to MMA Fight Club. I'm your host, Manuel Galarza, doing a quick recap here of this evening's events, which is Bellator 260, and going to start off with the prelim, run my way up up the list here, one fight at a time, and then jump into the main event and give you a quick summary of what's happened. Now, full disclosure, I was at my daughter's basketball game tonight. Uh, She was balling out. Shout out to my daughter, Sasha. And um, yeah, so I came in a little bit late. I actually walked through the door, walked through the door, said it before. All my R&B and rap fans out there you should recognize that lyric. Anyway, um, so I walked through the door and I'm watching the Gonzalez fight. And if you watched what I watched, which is the second half of the second round and then third round, you know, I was not feeling great. I'm thinking, oh, man, I, you know, I thought he was going to win the fight. Didn't look good. But then he gets a split decision win. And um, from the commentators, from what they were saying, and then from the fight that I saw, from what I saw, it appeared to me that Gonzalez probably lost the fight. The fact that he won and, and I was I was on him. He's one of the dogs that I liked tonight of this card for this evening. And he was a slight dog. So it wasn't like he was a big dog. Let me just back up on that. He was a pickup, right? But. I was on Gonzalez, and he won, so that was a huge uh, huge luck there, favor. Didn't look like he super-duper won the fight, so if you were on Claxton, you know, man, my apologies, because it seemed like he kind of won from what I heard from the commentators when I walked in from what I saw. Um, so I walked in again in the evening on that fight, but let me just replay real quick let's go back to the first fight that I, uh, Alex Polizzi versus Gustavo Trujillo I did get some highlights I watched that fight and you know you know Alex was just a much stronger guy Gustavo I, I said in our pre-fight predictions here a lot of questions about Cuban MMA fighters if you could point out to me one very successful Cuban MMA fighter uh yeah, it's not many. Um, they're really good at boxing, but M.A. is is not their deal. Pelizzi's a strong dude. You know, he had a huge strength advantage. And so, yeah, round one, you know, submission with a straight arm bar. So we were on Polizzi. Um, I don't think that was, you know, a very unique position. A lot of people were on Polizzi. He was a minus 290 favorite, 7-1 and one coming into this fight. You know, so he moves to 8-1. and one. Not much more to talk about now next fight here i i'm gonna i'm gonna, I'm gonna say first of all, I was on bell we were on bell, so we had Bell win to win the fight. she was a slight favorite at minus one twenty five over uh the russian fighter here mariana and she lost the fight uh, again I look back at some some of the highlights from the fight and uh very just underwhelming and I guess when it comes to women in MMA, if I had to do this over again and I had to look at this fight again, I probably should have taken a position of more of a you know, just select who I think is going to win, but don't bet on it because I did include Bell in some parlays. I thought at minus 125, there was some good value there and she probably would win. So I do admit I was pretty confident in her winning and that was just, yeah, blew up in my face. That was silly. I always have to look more closely, I think, at women's MMA. That's becoming one of my weak spots when I look at certain predictions. And maybe sometimes I try to bite off more than I could chew because in this situation here, it's a lower level fight. It's a prelims. There's nothing wrong with just saying, hey, don't have a good feel. Should pass on it. But I was on Bell, and I was pretty strong on Bell. So got to eat it. Wasn't a good one there. So we we're one and one there on the prelim. Moving on to Brennan versus skibiki And this one here, uh, I was clear in the prediction that we were not wagering, not betting on it. Probably the way I should have been. Thinking about the Bell fight, but I I wasn't right. Um, but we were choosing Brandon to win the fight, and the reason why it was minus six hundred. There wasn't a lot of value there, and I didn't see any value with Skubiky at plus four twenty-five. I mean, Skubiky could be good. It could have been plus four thousand. Well, that's not true. But the point is, Skubiky could have been plus like seven hundred, and I still wouldn't have looked at any value on Skubiky because the the difference there in uh, skill level, the difference there in just in terms of quality of fighter. Um, is is enormous okay so you know he did go ahead and get himself a nice choke and it was in round one it was pretty fast and a kind of choke and thank you for your services Matthew Mickey and go home all right moving on to the next fight uh this right here was pretty satisfying because Bobby King was a plus 165 dog and I did go over in the prediction fight how much I really respected Newell The dude fights with with an arm disability if you've never seen it before if you haven't seen him fight before he he literally does not have a a hand okay so you know shortly below his elbow this is where his arm ends he was born with this deformity it wasn't some kind of an accident he suffered or whatever but i give him so much so much props to go out there fight you know he always gives everyone you know a, a great effort um You know he submits people which is just amazing and imagine a guy who just has one arm one hand and in this fight right here of course he doesn't get finished he goes a distance so you know i'm not trying to be patriotic i'm not trying to patronize nick newell or anyone who follows him like straight up legit props man like dudes out here going you know doesn't even can't even finish him you know so yeah yeah, I'm not gonna disrespect this guy ever. He lost a fight; it was a split decision. So, one judge thought he won. You know, um, but I was on the side of Bobby King, and I think if you look at the prediction show and you go back on what we what we talked about, what I talked about was that if you're going to look at a close fight between a guy who has two hands and a guy who has one hand, you you should just make the conscious physically sensible decision and go with the guy who has a has a literally physical advantage and so in this situation here uh, Bobby King gets a split decision Uh, then there's another side of looking at it and saying well Bobby King probably should have had 29 28 across the boards with every single judge but maybe one judge just had it in his head like you know Nick Newell's got one hand I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt but whatever the case may be Nick Newell will live to fight another day mad respect to him and mad respect to anyone who follows him his people his his corner just everything he represents you know the guys represents everything that's positive and good all right so moving on up to the um second to last fight here on the prelims and that was the fight i walked in the door right so i said at the start of the video i walk in the door here for justin gonzalez versus Tywan claxton and i'm more or less you know um, my butt cheeks are getting tight here at the second and third round because i do not see how Gonzalez is separating himself. I don't see that he's winning for sure. I don't see that. And I'm hearing the commentators saying, you know, Claxton, position control. I think he won round one. Blah, blah, blah. And so a split decision win goes to Gonzalez, and I feel really fortunate for that. It is not like he was a huge underdog or some kind of a brainiac pick. It's a prelim card on a Bellator fight. So if you were on Gonzalez like me, whoopee, we got it right. If you were on time on Claxton, yo, I wanna throw my, I wanna throw something at the wall because it seemed like he won, like didn't, like if you, if you were on Claxton and you're hearing this video, I'm not just saying this to you to patronize you, by the way, like, and subscribe, <laughs> I'm just joking. If you were on time on Claxton, like, like but, you know, what gives, man, I'm, I'm watching too many fights recently. I, I have to figure something out. I'm thinking of like trying to find some kind of mechanism. How do we get the judging aspect? How do we figure out, like, what is worth what? Like, I'm talking with my hands now. I'm like, Ricky Bogby, put your hands down. Like, but what is, what, how the judging work? Because it looks to me, and I'm saying this as someone who, who, who went ahead, and I did bet on Gonzalez. I did. And I'm looking back at it and saying, I was wrong. Gonzalez, he barely won the fight. If I could do it over again, I would say, no, don't bet this fight at all. So even though I'm on the winning side of the fight, it's like, claxton man he kind of he did win the fight i thought so for the one judge that had claxton winning that is what i saw i don't know about the other two judges you know maybe in the future we could find a better way to judge fights because this split decision nonsense is uh it's aggravating and it's aggravating for for two reasons one if you're a person who simply just likes that fighter and thinks that fighter is a good fighter, and you're rooting for that. There's three reasons, actually. I'm in th- three categories for why this would aggravate you. One category, you just simply like the fighter. You think he is a good fighter. Let's you're, say so you're a Taiwan Claxton fan. Like, oh, man, did a good job tonight. He's training hard. Maybe you're a, a teammate. You're in the gym. You're just a fan. You're a supporter. He comes in here, split decision loss, and you're like, what? Like, he won that fight. Like, what the hell? Like, like, Luderbach last night. Like, I hate to say it, but Luderbach probably won that fight. Now, again, I was on Collard, so I was happy, but Luderbach won that fight for all the PFL people. They all know it. I know it, but I was on Collard. I bet Collard only. I had nothing on Luderbach, so I was super-duper relieved when Collard won, but Luderbach won the fight, and in this fight, it seems to be very similar that anybody who knows how to watch these two people fighting in a ring and what's going on would think that Claxton probably won, so... Yeah, it's pretty frustrating. Gonzalez won the fight. Very, very thankful for that nonsense. And um, yeah, moving on up to the last fight here on the preliminary card for Bellator 260. And this one was the only one of the prelims that really was on. Un- well, I shouldn't say no that actually those two of them because if if I'm gonna be honest here, um, we did like Bell and we did like Chiquelli and I parlayed Bell and Shaquille and a lot of stuff. And uh, those were the two that we got incorrect here on the prelims. So that's kind of frustrating. We got Gonzalez right. We got King right. We got Brennan right. and we got P- Palizzi right. But I did not do a lot of parlaying with them. Those were straight-up bets on those fights. It was nothing, you know, it was actually straight-up, but did not bet on Brennan. I bet straight-up on Palizzi, King, and Gonzalez, and Shaquille, and Bell in the prelims. And... Chiquely and Bell both fell apart on me and Chiquely fell apart on a ton of parlays. I thought Chiquely at minus 195 was just easy money. Um, at first, the line changed a lot towards the close to the fight. He got to like almost plus 100. It was weird. But either way, I thought he was going to win the fight and Crutchmer came in there. I watched the entire fight there. If you did wager on Crutchmer, you were on point. You were right. He dominated the fight. It wasn't super-duper pretty. He pretty much just had position control the entire time, had all the takedowns. When they were on their feet for all of, whatever, 20 seconds of, of each round, I mean, I mean, I mean, probably there was no more than one minute in all three rounds total, so each round's five minutes, so 15 minutes of a fight. Of that 15 minutes, maybe one minute was on their feet. The other 14 minutes was Crutchmer position control, transitioning, landing a few things it, you know i mean this with all due respect all, with all due respect to Kyle Crutchmer fans or supporters you all know what we saw it was you know position control it wasn't super sexy nobody got hurt nobody was bleeding you know we're all good go back to our hotel room go back home everyone's okay you know and maybe sometimes those are the best fights for these MMA fighters. Like, you know, we we as fans want to see people like getting decapitated and like Chris Wybin losing part of his leg and like, like ah, you know, like but these guys are real people. This is like a nice fight. They go back home, it's easy, light work. Kyle Krushman did a great job and that was that. Um, but yeah, I'm a little salty. <laughs> I'm gonna put it out there. If you can't tell, I'm a little little salty here, um, because man, I was all over Cho Kelly. I thought the name was like the, his name is so so saucy, right? His last name is Cho Kelly. At one point, he had a choke going in the first round. Whatever, an attempt at a choke. It wasn't like deep or anything, like some kind of a guillotine choke. And I'm like, oh my god, how rad would it be? I just said rad. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was born in the '70s, early '80s. That's my that's my wheelhouse right there. I said rad for the, for those Generation X people and young youngins. That would mean like dope, awesome, cool, whatever, bad, butter, you know, dope. Anyway, um, yeah, I thought he was going to get a choke, and I'm like, I was so excited. And no, it was all downhill. He had nothing for Crutchmer in terms of defense, he, in terms of takedown defense. On the feet, which was a very small part of the fight. Uh, Lavon Cho Kelly threw a few strikes, had some nice leg kicks. But Kyle Crutchmer, the American fighter, really did a phenomenal job of fighting a smart fight. And if you just asked in general, would a Georgian fighter fight an American fighter and the American fighter would take down the Georgian fighter for all three rounds in control position, I would be like, bullshit. Who are you talking about? Or from the 80s sitcom. What you talking about, Willis? Yeah, yeah it just, uh, it, yeah, didn't go our way. i Joe Kelly was nine and zero coming in here, so he falls nine and one. He'll he'll be back. He'll be fighting. But for Kyle Krichmer, like I, I think I said it before, nice fighter, IQ, good fighter, game plan. I do like when fighters follow their game plan. There was at one point in round three where it seemed like Kyle was taking his time before he went for the takedown, and I thought. Oh, boy, maybe he's tired. Maybe he's you know losing focus here. No, no, he went right back to the takedowns. Great fight. Um, so, yeah, next fight that Kyle fights, I'll be interested to see who he's going to go against because I, hold, I I thought Joe Kelly was a pretty high-level fighter. I'm not saying that he's on the, on the elite level or championship level or I'm not even saying top five in the division, like top five contender, but Joe Kelly is a good prospect. He walked out of here fresh. Like, he didn't get hurt. Like, nobody got hurt and beat up. He simply lost a wrestling match. Like this was a high school wrestling match on the ground. He was in bad position. Kyle was in good position, and the fight ends that way. But I don't want to downplay what that means. Khabib, I mean, ninety-five percent of Khabib's career was that. Right? He would win fights, no punching, very boring, leg leg grabbing, you know, controlling people, and that was his way to win. And that's the right. It's the right thing to do if that's your. You know, strong suit. So I give a lot of credit to Kyle. But in any case, that wrapped up the prelim here for Bellator 260. All right. So the first fight of the main card of this evening's Bellator 260 lineup, it was Demarcus Jackson versus Mark Lemminger. And it's always nice when it goes exactly the way that you think it will go. Um, well, to be exact, I thought Lemminger would win the fight via decision. Lemminger ends up finishing the fight via TKO in the second round and just cracks DeMarcus Jackson, gets him towards the ground, locks up a nice position. Both hooks are in. He's just pounding him out, and it's a TKO to stop the fight. And for Mark Lemminger, it's a good win. You know, When he looks solid, when he's on point, he can look very good. Um, and I say that because he's got holes in his game. You know, he can get rocked, too. He can have problems. The biggest reason why we were looking at Demarcus Jackson or fading Demarcus Jackson in this fight was he tends to be that guy who comes out very strong. He, he'll hit you with, you know, a lot of fast punches, good energy, and the cardio, the cardio. Um, you know, I think by now, because it comes up in, in, and I'd say one in every three or four fights, the word cardio is a, is a subject matter. It's something to be discussed and it could be, let's say it's late in the fight. And so it's round three and both fighters are fatigued, but like one's more than the other, one's more fatigued than the other. And so cardio becomes a subject matter. Cardio should not be a matter of importance in round one or two of any of these fights. In that, if you're a professional fighter and you're training and you're doing some kind of running and conditioning and whatever work to get your cardio up to speed, you shouldn't have cardio issues in round one and two. But with Jackson, that was the main thing we saw in the in the, in the prediction video um, we published the other day, which was we saw there was issues with him. He has he has cardio issues. I don't know where it's related to. I don't know if it's an issue of work ethic. I don't know if it's a genetic issue. Whatever it might be, his cardio is not great, and so it, it showed itself again in this fight. Mark's a professional, you know. He's been in some wars. The dude is not the best. He's not top five even contender. But he's reliable you know what you're gonna get from him and so he comes in here and he finishes jackson second round tko looks good um you know from a betting perspective vegas had this just about right they had lemminger as a slight favorite at minus 130 they had jackson at plus 110 we were on lemminger you know he was 11 and 3 coming into this fight three and two in his last five fights there was some momentum there. And if you looked, again, if you looked at the last few fights just coming in, the reason why, again, we were on Leminger, the, the reason that came and jumped off the off the film to me, it jumped off the film to me, was that Jackson has a cardio dump. And that's like Baez. If I had to do the Baez fight from UFC, uh, from S- Sakai versus um, Rosenstrike, when, when Baez ends up losing that fight, anyone who watched that fight knows it was strictly because of cardio. It was a cardio issue and he showed that in prior fights. So, you know, I would say if you if you watch any if you watch any handicapper or someone who recommends fighters or or whatever they do in terms of advice, you know, you watch the fighter yourself or you go and do your own film research and you see something relating to cardio, boom, red flag, three three red flags. Just that should count for three, three red flags because you know what you can't get over. You can't get over cardio issues. You can get over, I wasn't good at defense on, on takedowns, but I improved and got better at kept training. You can get over, like, I used to be a high school wrestler, college wrestler, my striking was bad, and I've improved, you know, uh, hashtag Bubba Jenkins. You can look at a bunch of different ways to improve your game, you know, I was injured, we improved it, whatever the case, there's a million things you can do. The cardio thing seems to be, like, not something that people fix very well like you hold on to it it follows you like a bad habit and you just can't get rid of it Baez was winning that if you go to round one of that last fight that Baez fought he's winning in round one it's like it's not even close dude's dominating by round three you're just if you're if you're holding if you're betting on him you're like white knuckling you're just like oh my god what the hell's going on where's that guy that was in round one so yeah i mean i'm happy that jack the jackson lost the fight from a a betting standpoint because i was on lemminger and i had put lemminger in some parlays and i bet him straight up but you know strictly from a standpoint of looking at jackson i mean dude's dude's a pretty good fighter but gotta get your cardio under control man gotta get under control gotta find a way i'm not saying change gyms i'm not saying like fire all your people but like have a meeting have a team meeting address it you know um Figure out a way to overcome that. That's your that's your hump right now to have to get over to keep winning fights and becoming a better fighter. So anyway, that was the first card here. I mean first fight on the main card and uh we nailed that one down with Leminger, so that was nice. Okay, moving on up to the next fight on the card, and that was Aaron Pico versus Aiden Lee. And this was a very one sided fight. Uh the money was on Aaron Pico, you know, pre fight, he was one of the biggest favorites on the card. They had him going in here at, uh, yeah, minus, almost minus 500. So minus 45 was the last numbers I saw with Lee at plus three, three, three. And it's funny when I looked at this initially, I thought to myself, plus 333, my lucky number is three. I thought, oh, maybe that's some kind of a hint, you know, put a sprinkle on Lee. But uh, after looking at some of the recent fights, I thought it was warranted. And now looking at the way the fight actually panned out, it was very much justified. Uh, Pico... Every minute of the fight Pico was backing up Aiden Lee. Uh Aiden was uncomfortable trying to back up. He got cut a little bit. And then eventually he he tapped out to a submission, but I don't think it was so much the submission. It was the multiple submission attempts. It was the it was the, you know, forward movement. It was constantly having no space. Uh Pico looked really good. Uh Pico looked really good. You know, the American fighter looked really good. And uh, wow! Look, I'm looking here at the final numbers. I guess when he fi- the final numbers that came in, he was at minus seven hundred. Jeez. Okay. So yeah, he was a huge favorite. He lived up to the bill. We'll see what happens from here. You know, he's got a, he's got a good overall game. He can grapple. He can wrestle. Very athletic. Seems like his gas tank is phenomenal. So yeah, top to bottom, uh, he dominated the fight. And our predictions show in our initial breakdown of this fight we recommended here a dog or pass and so you know honestly looking back at that i'm i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna sort of keep it 100 i we should have just been on pico because looking at how dominant he was this wasn't even a dog or bass scenario there was like you know those fights where it's a split decision like like zalal like zalal last week zalal lost his fight split decision so if you were betting on zalal as, a, as an underdog he loses the fight split decision. You can look back and say there's some rationale. Your numbers, your, 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 your theory on the fight is, is adding up a little bit. In this fight here, if you were looking for a dog or a pass situation, which what we were talking about in Prediction Show, that was completely not the case. This was a one-sided fight. There was no chance for Lee to win. If they fought 10 times, Pico would beat him 15 times. Yeah, I know. 60% of the times it makes sense every time. That kind of stuff. The point is pico was a much better fighter wasn't even close completely dominant and uh yeah that fight was uh not very entertaining from the standpoint of competition the 24 24 year old pico is looking good moving on up and uh we'll see what they do for him from here he's moving on to eight and three record and still very young and has a lot of growing to do but looks good right now so let's move on to the next fight in the card here we go for the co-main event paul daly versus jason jackson and We had this one completely wrong. And this one hurts because I was so sure of the old man daily. I was, I was fading Jason Jackson. I thought the last fight, there was a bunch of red flags. I saw him getting tired. I, I saw some issues with, you know, fighter IQ. And I think this is a classic case of of two things. One, uh, recency bias. I saw that last fight and I just. And I saw prior fights, but the last one is the most recent one, right? So you're thinking that's the one that has the most relevance on what the fighter's doing and how they're behaving. And, again, I saw cardio. For me, the cardio is always a big red flag. And I saw some cardio stuff, and I thought, okay, you know, Dilly's coming in here. He's he's going to be super hungry because it's the end of his career. He knows, you know, and he knows, you know, Jason Jackson's kind of a prospect. And um, it was opposite world. <laughs> Everything that I thought was going to happen before the fight, completely did not happen um, so if, if you're out there there's a few of you out there that i communicated with that said oh you know i'm on day i think one 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 person here that i saw come through the channel and i'm giving you a shout here dog so i think you know who you are if you're hearing this video they were like oh man i don't think many people are on daily but like i i feel you bro like i think it's just me and you and, like, I clapped back at the dude, and I was like, yeah, yeah, right? Like, we know what we're talking about. These other fools out here doing. I don't know what they're doing, but we know. Like, we're, we got the knowledge, right? Uh, no. <laughs> Completely no. This was a three-round uh, wrestling match. Jason Jackson showed smart fighter IQ. Me, he could have won the fight probably on his feet because he was he was beating Paul even on the feet his, his punches a little bit sharper you know paul Daly at times in the fight would throw like a little like hitch kick a little like flying knee or you know there's still some quickness there i just think it's probably tougher for him to keep that and maintain it and then be that effective for three rounds he looked tired on the ground he was on the ground most of the time 75 percent of this fight i'd have to look at the actual clock but i'd if I had to put a number like over under 75 to 80% of this fight was actually on the ground with Jason Jackson on top of Paul Daly and Paul Daly unable to get up, unable to do anything. And when they were on their feet, at no point was was Jason Hurt At no point was Paul Hurt. Um, Paul Daly looked old. He looked slow. He looked, I mean, man, I had this complete wrong going. And I, I thought, okay, you know, Jason's not going to, You know be smart he'll do something silly and i'm watching the fight live thinking at any point he'll do something silly but no he actually was very intelligent because at any point he could have just gone like rambo and said no i want to i want to strike with paul daly i want to stay on my feet no even in third round after the, the fight was locked up pretty much in the third round meaning that after two rounds he was winning two rounds of nothing there was no debating that third round his judge, his his corner was telling him between second and third round was saying to him, just touch him up, you know, just touch him as like a, you know, code for just stay busy, but don't really like, you don't have to engage or whatever. And Jason touched him for like 30 seconds and then took him back down again and dominated pretty much the top position for the remainder of the fight. So, yeah, you know, Jason Jackson, I, I, I had this totally wrong. I, I saw a lot of improvement from his last fight to this fight. You know, he is only 30 years old. He hasn't fought a lot. This is, you know, his only his, what, 17th, 18th fight. So a lot of improvement. Give him a lot of credit. His cardio looked great. So had it totally wrong. Um, this was the third dog of the night. You know, we had like a little little group there of, of dogs. We, you know, we tweeted it out. We had uh, King, being Newell, uh, King beating Newell, which was nice. Gonzalez beating Claxton. And the third dog of the night was Daly beating uh, Jackson, and didn't happen. Kind of stings because that would that would have been a nice one. But that's how the Cumbles. But giving a big big shout out to Jackson. He looks good. He he was the minus two hundred five approximately favorite coming in. That was totally justified. Looked good. You know, really, you know, dominated the fight. The one thing I will say is there were fans at this event, and the fans were not thrilled at the way the fight was 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 going. There was a few rounds of, you know, some subtle boos and, um, but Hey man, look, if, if, if you have to do whatever you have to do to win, I give Jackson credit. If I was bidding on Jackson, I'd be like, Hey man, heck with those boos. He's winning. I was on daily. So I was kind of like inside. I was like, boo, <laughs> I was like boo, you know, but no, nah, I, I can't do that because Jackson was smart. Did a good job. Dominated the fight. He won the fight. Ah, kind of stinks here. So moving on here to the main event. The main event featuring Douglas Lima, the champion, defending his belt against Yaroslav Amazov. And if you didn't watch the fight, this was a nice, boring three-round fight where Amazov basically did exactly what we talked about in the prediction video. He took him down. He owned position on the ground. He grinded him up. Never cut him, never hurt him, never did anything super special, Uh, didn't really go into any submissions, but just had position control the entire fight. Was able to take Lima down. Lima was never able to defend the takedowns. Um, If you were betting on Lima or you just simply wanted Lima to win, this is frustrating. Um, We all know the feeling. We all know the feeling. It makes me think now. I just wanted to put this out there. You know, when looking at future fights, I'm going to start paying a little more attention to specifically the wrestling ability of fighters, because if a fighter can just wrestle someone to the ground and hold position and do that for the large majority of three rounds, then that that fighter in a close matchup of two fighters probably deserves to have a little bit more of a benefit of the doubt to win the fight. And, you know, in this fight here. Even when they're on the feet, I thought Amazov looked good, too. He did. He had some nice strikes, whatever. But he just decided, you know what? Let me take it to the ground. I'll own position. It was not a very exciting fight, I'm sorry to say. Um, For Amazov, you know, he goes, whatever, I don't know, um, 26 and 0. So, you know, he's got a nice record here. I thought Lima looked slow. He looked uninterested. He looked... His last fight was kind of like this. You know, we talked about this in the the pre... uh, prediction show he fought masasi in october of 2020 and it was the same kind of thing masasi when he took him to the ground lima had nothing for him everyone could see that film so if you know here's a guy who's a wrestler who's a khabib style type of fighter already he looked at that film he was like okay if i want to beat this guy i mean this is pretty simple let me just let me just you know go ahead and uh Take him to the ground, you know, own the ground position. And then, you know, yeah. So I just, you know, it was not super exciting. Now, from a a wagering standpoint, it was nice to get the W here because I I had Amazov on a few different parlays. And there were some like weird parlays. That was like baseball and basketball and a whole mix of a bunch of nonsense. But um, in any case, um, nice to get a win there. Daily was the um was the only loss on the uh, on the main card. Um, we had Lemminger to win. We had Amazov to win, and the Pico and Lee fight was just a dogger pass. So that was sort of like a you know, put a little sprinkle on Lee if you want to. I didn't even do that. Um so even though I had it listed as a potential dogger pass as the fight closed in, it just was not very interesting to me. And if you actually watched the fight or you did hear the earlier um, breakdown, whatever, you know, it was just one-sided fight pico just dominated the fight it wasn't even wasn't even close so anyway that's uh bellator 260 um the belt trades hands now so amazov is the champion all right just to summarize here we ended up going six and three on the card in terms of the picks for winner and loser we were off on the bell and marina fight uh bell lost that fight in the prelims and we were also off on chikelly chikelly lost to crushmer and the third one that we were off on was Daly. Uh, the old man Daly, we thought he could pull off the upset here as a plus 175. He ended up getting dominated by Jackson. So those were the three that we had incorrect. We were right, though, on Amazov winning as the new champion over Lima. and That was a dominating decision, so he won that fight as a slight favorite. And in the main card, we also had lemminger over Jackson. Uh, we did have Porto winning her fight, but unfortunately, she couldn't fight. Uh, she did a weigh-in. She made weight, but then there was some issues with her blood pressure and heart rate. And I guess the physician decided, you know what, there's some, something going on there. I don't know the full story. There's a lot of stuff on you know, Twitter, some speculation. But I guess something happened where they checked her vitals after the weigh-in because I guess something was going on. The doctor saw something to be concerned about, and they deemed her just not physically fit. So that was off the main card. Only left four fights in the main card. If you watched our prediction show, we were, on, we were looking at the Pico and Lee fight as a dogger pass situation and now looking back on that it shouldn't even been a dog or pass pico was just so dominant uh lee had no chance to win just completely outclassed and uh but yeah didn't i didn't wager that fight at all actually so in the in the main car we only went two and one in the uh prelims we had gonzalez slight dog winning over claxton which was nice and we had king winning over newell we had brendan winning over sabiki but we didn't bet that brendan was a minus 600 favorite but we just chose him as the winner and we were right there, um, and then Palizzi winning over Trujillo. and that was a dominant uh, win over there. Win in the first uh, fight on the card. So ended up going six and three. If you were wagering on any parlay bets involving yesterday's PFL, and then combining it with you know tonight's events, and maybe even rolling that over to UFC. I hope some of that stuff is still alive. I do have some crazy ones that are still alive. So you know this is a this is a busy week. We have again not just the you know bellator tonight we had PFL yesterday there's one tnt and they've got an invicta this weekend and of course we got you know ufc 263 tomorrow with 14 fights and then three five round fights at the end of the um event so ton of mma this weekend i'm looking forward to it we're going to keep pumping out the recap shows over the weekend get as much content out there uh, if you're hearing this video, if you're watching it, um, on YouTube, please hit the like button and subscribe. Uh, we do not sell anything here. We don't ask for any donations or anything of that nature, but we do depend upon you, you, the user to hit that like button and subscribe. We want to get to a thousand subscribers and it's not because we want to collect ad revenue from YouTube. I just want to make that super duper clear. It's because I want to be able to go live. And, um, I have some ideas for a few different shows. I want to go live with, with, whether that's doing a show where we're actually watching the fight and sort of doing a live content that way, or even just a live recap show. I want to do it live and be able to have users here with me and be able to, you know, interact with you guys and have comments and be able to go back and forth. But I can't do that from the device I'm using to record because I have a mobile device. I'm using my iPhone 12 here to record this content and the way the YouTube has its uh, rules set up. Unless you have a thousand subscribers, you cannot go live from a mobile device. So there it is. voila. I need your help. Hit the like button. Hit subscribe Forward this video to friends who you think might be looking for MMA content interested in recap shows um, looking to just be casual betters. I do not claim to be a handicapper. MMA Fight Club is not a handicapping channel we just cover mma we do a few different episodes a few different topics we like to cover sports i personally like to do a little bit of dipping and dabbling on mma myself and so but if you do tail us and you're looking at what we're doing recently and you're keeping tabs we've been doing very well um this tonight was whatever you know six and three we could do better should have done better on this card should have done better on the 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 crutch and bell fight you know uh, is what it is there's always room for improvement right until we're going 10-0 9-0 undefeated on a card in terms of having every every single thing right there's always room for improvement anyway thank you very much for tuning in again hit the like button subscribe if you haven't as well I appreciate you being here i wish you a very blessed evening and we'll be on the air what less than 24 hours with a recap show for ufc 263 oh my gosh that's going to be a freaking war there's going to be think about those last three fights i know i should be tuning out here but those last three fights are going to be you know old man nate diaz who always just brings just craziness to the ring or whatever else going against edwards that's a five round fight probably doesn't go five rounds if it does nate diaz is going to be a bloody mess you know what i mean and then you get the co-main event where you got these guys you know rematching who you know went to a draw and then of course the main event you know where you've got you know adesanya now coming back down to his normal weight class it's going to be 15 potential rounds which it won't go 15 but if it does all three fights go the distance It's 15 rounds of just mega mega drama so tune in we'll have the recap show best of luck this weekend if you're working this weekend and you can't catch the fights maybe you can tune in on the podcast um this stuff will be podcasted up i'll have the recap show podcasted within 30 40 minutes after those fights are completed so it'll be available via podcast. It'll be also available on, on YouTube. I'll get it up as soon as possible. And then in the meantime, help me get to 1,000 subscribers because I'm going to start going live. As soon as we hit 1,000 subscribers, I'm going to have at least two or three live shows a week. So thank you very much, guys. Peace. Assalamualaikum. Peace to you and yours. Love you guys and have a wonderful evening.